this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! And there it is. Welcome back, everybody, to Parenthood After Buzz TV show. We're so excited to talk about Parenthood. Oh, my goodness. Thrilled. Oh, my goodness. We are back. I am your host, Marissa Serafini. With me, we have fresh faces on this panel. Ladies, introduce yourself. Hey, guys. I'm Lexi Hammersfar. Hello, everyone. I'm Kelly Knezovich. And Kelly's brand new Super brand Welcome. Yeah, thanks, guys. Super really excited to be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I And, like, just hearing this song, I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Really quickly, what were your overall thoughts for this as a premiere? This is, like, literally the last time that we're going to have a first episode for the farewell season. It's pretty much the equivalent of your last first day of your senior year. I was literally just about to say that. There you go. I like you. There we go. But see, that's a plus, though. That I look forward to. That's this, true. not so much, honestly. Kind of sad. It's bittersweet, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I, I think it was an amazing premiere episode. Mm-hmm, it was. But let's just get right into it. We're doing let's season do six, episode one, Vegas. Lots of fun stuff happening. We'll start mm-hmm. with Joel, Joel and Julia. Julia has a new man in her um, life, Mr. Jeffries. Mm-hmm. What do we think about him? Do we like him? He's cute. Daddy um, is, yes. <laughs> but I am not so much a fan of them together. Honestly, I feel like she's with him because he's exciting and he's new and he's sexy. Mm-hmm. And Joel is safe and Joel's what she knows. Um, but I don't, I don't see them together. I see them totally as just a fling. So you think that it's going to be a short time? I hope so, at least, yeah. I was, I'm kind of rooting against it also. And I feel like Julia is kind of on the fence because when she said okay to trying the relationship, she didn't really seem Mm -hmm. fully convinced. Right. So. I mean, I think so too. I, I think over all these seasons, we've only seen Joel and Julia together and I mean we we had the teacher last season for a mm-hmm. brief amount of time but I think us as the audience were built to believe that it has to be Joel and Julia 
And I think that's why we're kind of going against Mr. Jeffries. I mean, yes, he's cute and spontaneous and all that fun stuff. It's it's fun for now, but I don't think it's going to last long either. Yeah. He just seems like a fun fling to, like, get her mind off of things. Yeah. And he's very... Um like he said, spontaneous. I mean, he comes in the room and he just, he hangs up her phone call right away. Something that Joel would never do. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of likes it. I think it's exciting. It's new. Yeah, I mean, we had a few moments with Joel back in previous seasons where he would have that moment of spontaneity and Julia likes it. But I think, I don't know, Joel, yes, like you said, Joel's more safe. Mm-hmm. And But we also see Joel still cares about the Braverman family. And we'll definitely dive more into it because after when Joel and when Zeke went down at in Vegas and then Joel was like, yes, you drop whatever you have to do. I will take care of the kids. I mean, that's the kind of man that you should have. That's the kind of man Julia should be with. That's a husband. Yeah. Husband material right that's there. That's a husband. And what did you think of the conversation with Millie trying to convince uh, you know, Julia with Joel. Good for her for, like, being a mom and trying to set her daughter straight. I mean, I thought it was good that she kind of tried to reel Julia back in and bring her back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, definitely putting your life and her life into perspective. Very motherly, which was great. And Camille, she's amazing. She is. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad it, it's... We find out that, like, eight months has passed. A lot of time has passed. Yeah, surprisingly mm-hmm. so. Yeah, Julia has a baby. <laughs> I mean, not like I mean, not whoa. Where did my mind went? Sorry, <laughs> Julia. She has she has a job. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because last time she was still in between. Yeah. But now she mm-hmm. has a job with this Mister Jeffries. But this there. guy, she went to law school with him, right? Or they yeah. had a fling, or they were dating. An ex, law yeah. Or it shows that they've known each other for a long time. Okay. Because he so says like something along friends. the lines of like. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You know, I, I wish I didn't let you go in law school, or why mm-hmm. did I let you go in law school, or something right. like that. So I think they have history. They're old friends, yeah. which, I don't know, when you add history into it, which makes it even more complicated. Yes, it does. <laughs> but it makes for a great story. Uh, so, so many good things to happen. So anything more about Joel and Juliet, I think we're in agreement that this fling is not going to last too long. Nope. No. no. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Sarah. Sarah, I mean, a lot happened with Sarah. We start with her, with Hank. They are now officially girlfriend-boyfriend. Making cappuccinos, that was That was funny. cute. Yeah. I, I got a touch of Lorelai Gilmer in that scene. Yes. yes. I mean, it's it's coffee nonetheless, but cappuccino. I love her in this, um, in this series because I feel like she's so serious in it. It's such a change from Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, every once in a while, you do see, like, Lorelai kind of pop through. Yeah. Every time they make a coffee reference, I was like, yep, that's Lorelai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so we know that Ruby is actually moving back to San Francisco uh, along with her mother, Sandy. What did we think of Sandy? I think this is the first time we've ever really personally met Sandy. We've heard of her, but now she's here in person. We got to see yeah. what she was like uh, personality-wise. 
she's very concerned for Ruby, as she should be. I mean, let's be real. Ruby is a teenager, and she's anti the world, and oh, teenage she knows life. everything. Teenage girls are the worst. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I yes, she's that she's the teenage girl. She's angry with the mom. I think there's more story to that because right now we just know there's a big separation between them, Sandy and Ruby. Whatever it was, maybe we'll find out. The Big enough for them to literally move back to San Francisco to be closer to Hank and have a family dynamic to pretty much ground Ruby. I'm interested to see what the bad group was that Ruby was in in Minnesota, whether that was like drugs or alcohol related or what. Yeah, I got a bad group. Mm, Right. Interesting. What do you think this will do to the Sarah-Hank dynamic now that Sandy is officially Mm -hmm. back in town and having a 50-50% custody over um you know the ruby what do you think that'll do with sarah and hank well but sandy doesn't really seem to care that much that sarah's in his life so i think from sandy's end it's not really like she's not going to try to drive sarah and hank apart but i feel like with ruby in the picture and the tensions between ruby and her parents it might affect sarah I think Sarah is not fully on board with it. Uh, in the end of the episode, she, you know, she was saying, yeah, this is great. 50-50 custody. Great. I don't think she meant it. I think it will be interesting because I, I don't, I don't think she's going to like it. Right. And also, Sarah's, she's a mother herself. So she knows what it's like if you have an unruly child, you have to do whatever it takes mm-hmm. to, you know, get that back and get that foundation back. So you do whatever it takes and you make that sacrifice for your children. So I think she was coming from that aspect. And plus just being the accepting girlfriend that she is now with Hank. She's very accepting. Very accepting. Maybe a little too accepting. I yeah. so. I mean, I, th- I felt like the first encounter with Sandy when she walked in. And then she was a little buddy-buddy with Hank. It felt like an old flame might have got rekindled a bit. Did you think that? No. <laughs> no. Maybe just me? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. I, I don't think that it was an old... I think it was just Sandy really needs help taking care of Ruby, and I mm-hmm. think she was just coming to him in a time of weakness. I don't really think that it's necessarily a Kindle or a spark being rekindled. Going back to what you were saying earlier about um, something must have happened between them enough to bring her back to San Francisco, I honestly think it could just be the fact that Ruby is a teenage girl and hating life and hating her mother and wants to get away. And that's probably, Sandy probably can't deal with that and doesn't know what to do. And she needs help and she needs Hank's help, a fatherly figure. Yeah. I kind of saw it maybe for the dramatic aspects. It's like, <laughs> I'm getting back with my ex husband to be closer to him and maybe start that family over again. I mean, that would be dramatic. <laughs> that would, for sure. But okay, that's, that's interesting. All right. Uh, anything else about. Um, that relationship, I think we're, we're we're not to get into predictions territory, but a lot of drama is going to go down. We're going to oh. find out more about mm-hmm. what really went on with Ruby. But that kind of leads into the whole with Sarah, Amber, Hattie. We see Hattie. Hattie's back. Yeah, I mean, we saw her in the finale. I'm glad she's back. Yeah. Hopefully she's back for more episodes this season. Right. I think she's supposed to be. I think I read that somewhere. All right. Great. I mean, because last season, season five, she didn't have her contract Anything. wasn't renewed, but they brought her back for the finale, you know, just for story developing purposes, which is great. So I hope Hattie is more of a concrete character in the season, especially for the 
farewell season. Mm-hmm. We have to have Hattie. And honestly, I, I do feel like she will be in this season a lot because I think she's going to help out Amber and be her close friend and be her confidant. I don't think Amber always goes to her mom, and so I think she'll go to Hattie a lot. Exactly. And it was like, that's what Amber needs exactly right now. She has no men in her life anymore. And who other girlfriends does she have? I don't think she has. At least we don't see them. Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen them. No. So I think it makes sense for the family dynamic and just girl talk. You know, girls need to talk about being pregnant. <laughs> well, and I think also, I, I don't think they would have brought back Hattie and then created an entirely new, you know, storyline where she has a girlfriend and they yeah. introduce her to the family. So it it wouldn't really make sense that she would have a short story arc. I think they'll let it play out throughout the season. I, the, I, I'm sorry. The no, fact no, that Amber had asked... How, you know, how, how is it with your girlfriend? And do you still like guys? She's still getting deeper into that topic mm-hmm. too. So I do think she's going to stay around for a while, probably a whole season, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, and, or it could have been just, I mean, I, I love Hattie's back, but also maybe that was just a conversation to like just cover everything all the time that they spent apart and now just stick it in a three minute conversation. <laughs> but I, I hope. Hattie's back. It seems like she is. But uh, Amber's pregnant. What do we think of this? I, <laughs> no, I, 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 I feel like Amber is on the fence about it still, mm-hmm. especially in the beginning of the episode. She, it seemed like she didn't know whether or not she wanted to keep the baby. And I think she kind of started to figure out what she wanted towards the end of the episode, leading into next episode. But I do think she was definitely on the fence and still is. Yeah. That was the craziest way to start the show with her sonogram. I was blown away. I did not expect it whatsoever. Right into it. Oh, my gosh. And she was so emotional. And I, I think when she asked to hear the sound of the heartbeat again, I think she definitely got attached even right. more. I don't mm-hmm. know if she... I don't, I don't know where she stands. I don't know how she feels about it. I think she's going to ask Hattie and her mom for advice and I think maybe they might influence her one way or another. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. the family will definitely influence because that's a big family might might as well add one more to it. <laughs> I mean, it's the farewell season, why not? But also going back to the fact that they opened up this episode literally with her sonogram and all that because there, there was a whole controversy that NBC in their promos for this show throughout the summer season that they revealed the big spoiler that Amber is pregnant Mm -hmm. and people were upset about that but the fact that now everyone knows it's good that they started the episodes like yep confirmed she's definitely pregnant (laughs) but my only question is because eight months have passed and we saw in the end of last episode she had the pregnancy test but if so much time has passed, don't you think she has, or she would be showing by now, and people would have known? That's a good point. Yeah, you. I mean, she would be a month out essentially from popping. Yeah, but I think it's technically early on because I remember the nurse said, uh, you know, you have to decide if you want to keep it because you're going to miss your mark, where it's too late to get rid of it if you wanted to. Yeah, right so now it's right now it's early, but going from them literally saying it's been eight months and we finished with her already maybe probably being pregnant at that time. Eight months has passed. She would have been showing by now. So that I think that's my only problem with mm-hmm. the, the... The timeline. Flighty, yeah. The- yeah, timeline. Um, but maybe they... I mean, or how long has she been sleeping with Ryan? Or is it Ryan? <laughs> or is it Ryan's baby? <laughs> I mean, because the last time she got it on with Ryan in the hospital bed, but had they kept... Well, sleeping you know, in the garden. Who, who knows? I mean, we didn't even see Ryan in tonight's episode, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah i think that was my only question is like the timeline in this mm-hmm. i a little funky. Who knows? I'm very a little off. A little off. <laughs> but we yes, so we had the whole girl bonding time with Hattie, and we see Amber. She's very hesitant to tell her mom, but I mean I can understand that. But it's Sarah and Amber. Every time they're together, they're amazing, and I don't see she she always goes to Sarah at any time in her life, whether it be something fun, something good about her life, or something bad, and the fact that she's really hesitant about it kind of broke my heart, the fact that she didn't want to tell her mom. But that's, that's, being pregnant as a, what, however old she is, what, 20-ish? Yeah, she's pregnant. I'd say early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. 19-20. I can see how that would be terrifying Mm -hmm. to go to your mom, so... Regardless of how close you are and what your relationship was with your mom, I think there's still a huge amount of hesitation when it comes to, you know, coming clean and saying what the situation is. I mean, Absolutely. She, I mean, she didn't even want to tell anyone, really. And when Hattie came and approached her and said, hey, I think you're mad at me or I'm upset with you, she was still hesitant to tell Hattie. I think she's just kind of embarrassed to really tell anyone mm-hmm. or she might even be in denial about it, too. Yes. Very good point. It might be denial. Or maybe she's just heard that maybe it is Ryan's baby. And the fact that she doesn't have the father figure, she would literally be a single mother. Mm-hmm. But the whole Braverman family would be there to help her. Right. So, I mean, I I would see this pregnancy as a positive thing for in her life. And she needs that because right now she's alone. But if she has this baby, she could potentially be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and we get the touching moment. Where Sarah finally, and uh, sorry, Amber finally goes to Sarah, and you know, after all this whole Zeke, we'll definitely get into the Zeke story. But Sarah, you know, she pours that bottle of wine and <laughs> offers it. We're like, no, she can't drink that. <laughs> She's pregnant. What did we think of the scene? Because a lot of times, we every time they're together, it gets really emotional. But mm-hmm. there were really hardly any words exchanged in the scene. But you can see the emotion written all over Amber's face. I mean, she was just working herself up to talking about it and bringing it up. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I think she's a fantastic crier, <laughs> and she she always gets emotional, and it's it's so real. It's I really love their chemistry that they have together. Yeah, absolutely, and that that kind of goes into my news, which I'll talk about later. I'm excited to talk about that. That's um, <laughs> that's funny how you say that, <laughs> but I love the scene. Uh, especially, I mean, we have to have the Sarah Amber scene, so I'm glad they put that in the first episode. Yeah. It's, you know, just more stuff to look forward to. But I think overall, Sarah would be happy with this. I mean, she mm-hmm. obviously she's right now she's shocked. She really doesn't know what to say. But in the end, I think Sarah would be okay with it because you have the whole Braverman family. Exactly. There to back her up. Right. I think everyone will be there to support her. I think possibly right now Sarah's a little not supportive or could not be supportive but I do think later on nine months down the road I think she'll be happy about it when she has a grandkid yep (laughs) Yep, when she has a grandkid oh goodness so much but Sarah Sarah's just like all over this place in this episode so she's with Zeke and to throw Zeke's birthday party they decide to go to Vegas hence the title of this episode I, I love this scene because we don't really see a lot of scenes with Sarah and Zeke, and then they go to mm-hmm. Vegas, party it up, play some blackjack, <laughs> and Zeke just kills over for a quick second there. What do we think of that? That was kind of scary. Yeah, it was definitely scary. I mean, you never want to see your parent, you know, <clears throat> in the hospital or 
having an ailment and the fact that they can't diagnose it, they don't know what's going on, and he has a heart condition and he won't listen to the doctors. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have had situations like that happen in my life. Love you, Dad. Um, and it's terrifying. It's so scary. I think Sarah did a really good job of keep, attempting to keep it together. She didn't know what to do when she was in the hospital, but let's be real. It's your first time in the hospital taking care of your dad. No one knows what happened. So I think she was confused and frazzled and overwhelmed but that's typical and normal yeah and in fairness she is the second least qualified brave woman to do that <laughs> i love that line that was great but um what did we think of zeke's behavior being so unruly with the the young doctor mm-hmm. and going against <laughs> medical advice you know he wanted to say the ama and it was like when you have a heart attack i believe you're for the next 24 hours you're in critical condition you know, literally, you, like, they monitor you because anything could happen in those 24 hours. And what do we think of Zeke completely going against that? That He had no qualms. No. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his comment about, uh, you look 14 to the doctor. He totally did. He did. Yes. He really looked he way too young. He might be the young Doogie Hauser of today. You know, who, who knows? <laughs> I mean, I... I really don't mind being young because age is just a number. <laughs> it, it it says nothing about how intelligent or how good you are at your job. Very Absolutely. true. Absolutely, yeah. And the doctor obviously knows more about the, his condition than Zeke does himself or Sarah or any, any of the Braverman clan. Um, but I was really surprised at how... Uh, determined he was to not be in that hospital. He just wanted to go out, not I want to leave the hospital. It was, I want to go out and party. It's my birthday. I want to go gamble. (laughs) You know, I think that Zeke's reaction almost was pretty on par with how older people would act. Older men who are Mm -hmm. very manly and want to be independent would act if they're in this position. Just speaking from when my grandfather was in the hospital... He was very much that way and would try to like be like, oh, I can go walk around when, you know, really, no, you can't go walk around. Mm-hmm. So I kind of understand and his also, actions. Yes, absolutely. And it's also like the, the older generation, and I'm not speaking for everyone because <laughs> I'm fairly in the fairly younger generation, but we see in the older community that they're in denial about their age and their health. Mm-hmm. And so they do anything to prove that like, no, I'm young. I like, I bounce quickly. And it's like, I mean, they really don't like as they used to and i think we see zeke because he he is older he's getting up in age and he's just in denial that no i'm totally fine it was just it was nothing but mm-hmm. i was surprised that when he went back that he was totally fine i for sure thought something was gonna happen yeah. at the table mm-hmm. again round two and he was fine do we think it's gonna last though do you think something's gonna happen in the next 24 hours because right now i loved how they did the whole selfie group and everyone yeah. was just having fun when they go back to the casino <laughs> that was hysterical but do you think he's gonna stay healthy though i don't know if he's gonna fall ill again within the next 24 hours per se but i think by the end of the season for sure mm-hmm even I think, halfway through. Yeah, I think that since he was back at the table, is going strong, I think he's fine for the next 24 hours, but I I don't think so by the end of the season. Yeah, interesting. I loved the, the nice balance between, because this can be a very serious topic, mm-hmm. but they had a lot of levity in mm-hmm. the storyline, bringing the, the two boys back into Vegas, dragging them, and then Crosby's just having fun at the 21st. Like, no, you split the eights. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how to play 
blackjacks or whatever game that they were playing. But, you know, just to add that humor to what could have been a very serious story. Yeah. I mean, the, it was just the perfect balance of what Parenthood does every single week. You can always mm-hmm. count on Crosby to just make it so funny and he's he's always good for a laugh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do we think of Crosby and the... Because we see oh. that quick moment with Aida walking around. The, the family is all nice and happy. Yeah. Growing so up. cute, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I love it. I love that family dynamic. I don't think we really ever see Crosby as a father figure. I mean, we do, um, uh, but uh, with a daughter... It's going to be hard for him. It's going to be very different. Obviously, we're not going to see her grow up and be a teenager, but I think it's going to be different having a girl. Uh, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it'll be interesting to see how he reacts with her and watches her grow up versus, well, not grow up that much, but <laughs> versus <laughs> how he, you know, acted around Jabbar. Mm-hmm. And so, but Zeke is okay for now. Happy, for now. playing, mm-hmm. making a lot of money, 2500 more, you know, he was up twenty five hundred. That's good. I would not. That is that. good. Good. I mean, I I can't play poker for my life. But <laughs> that this was a very fun story. I think there's definitely going to add more to Zeke's health though, mm-hmm. because he is getting up in age, and it's going to be become a more serious problem. But anything else on that? If I missed that mm-hmm. doctor, he was fun. <laughs> he kind of a little bit of Harry Potter. I think just because he was younger and he had glasses so pretty, probably <laughs> not that big of a resemblance but that's what he reminded me of he reminded yeah, me like, of like albert einstein or something the way his hair was <laughs> just sticking out or it wasn't sticking out but it was it was it looked like it was teased honestly <laughs> it worked on <laughs> it was that but, yeah i mean he was the younger one compared to his actual doctor dr gordon Oh yeah, <laughs> which which really turned the story this somewhat funny story into a more serious story at the end, where it's like, no, we really do have to go in there and check it out. Yeah, but hmm, we shall see. All right, we now let's get into Christina and Adam. They're building the mm-hmm. charter school, which is great for them. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, with eight months. I mean, they got a lot done. Yeah, you know, that was a quick turnaround. Interested it was. to <laughs> I'm interested to see though how they finish out that school in well I guess they already finished it out but I don't really understand how they could have done that in two days honestly I know I I, I was thinking I was like did they get the cast and crew members of Extreme <laughs> Makeover to help fix that place all for free yep yeah all yeah. for free but no they had Joel help which <laughs> but I just mean, Superman plumbing, Joel though. he just right didn't he just help with the plumbing with he plumbing, brought in guys yeah. though right um, I don't think they really touched on that. Touched yeah. on that, but we. But they did say that Joel was there to the middle of the night working on that place. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show how great Joel of great guy he is. Mm-hmm. But what do we think of the the um, storyline with Max and not wanting to go to to school? Because we saw all last year that Max got really bullied, oh my and he does, he is not having it. He does not want to go to the school. He wants to be homeschooled. It's totally understandable. Absolutely. If you're if you're bullied in school and you have a really bad experience, then I don't blame him at all for not wanting to go back. I mean, at some point you're going to have to face your fears and go into the real world and society and, you know, deal with people maybe not saying the nicest things about you all the time, but I understand where he's coming from as a kid not yeah. wanting to go to school. Yeah, I I was very understanding of that as well. Um, I did think the conversation that Adam and Max had that I think convinced Max to go the with the lunch 
the lunchbox and uh, you know put your shoes on and all that stuff. I props to Adam, man. I mm-hmm. I would just would have never thought to speak to my child that way. I, it just wouldn't have crossed my mind. He he's a great dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's amazing. But I love how he can get in, into the perspective because he is talking to a child with autism. But don't do it for that child. Do mm-hmm. it for your mother. Mm-hmm. Which was really great because we do see Christina all last year. She fought and fought. She fought the public. She fought for the school. And now she, into the fact that like she has to fight her son to go to the school that she's worked so hard for. I mean, it's great that Adam like really cleared that up. Like, do it for your mother. And because we started the school because of you. Well, and and it's great that people like you. And it's great that Max finally had that revelation and gave in and went for it to support his mom. I. Wonder if he's gonna stay though. I that, <laughs> that's a question too. I did love the the bonding moment when they're watching paint dry. Oh <laughs> yeah, that, that not was a metaphor. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, just the understanding like this school is for kids like Max mm-hmm. and for Max, and I it's a great thing. Go Bravermans, <laughs> the Chambers Academy. Um, I. I, I love this story. I really do. Yeah. And um, to have more places like this would be great. Um, some funny, funny moments would be Crosby and his line about going to the Sunrise Hospital. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I just had a few accidents myself. <laughs> yeah. Performer's <laughs> perfume. That was Glitter great. in my eye. Oh, <laughs> oh gotta love Crosby. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, we also see Millie a little bit, too. I mean... We touched upon her just a little bit, but it's great that she seems like she's moved on because they're in their house in the city that's now in their beautiful house that's mm-hmm. unlocked most, yeah, most, most of the time. Safe. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and also Amber, how her door is always open. Yeah. Always. We joked like all last season on our after show that Amber always has her door open. She's by herself. That's not safe whatsoever. <laughs> but, um, oh, and we did see a little bit of Drew. Drew and Natalie. A Natalie's still in the picture. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is interesting. Okay, so they're painting the, the charter school. But he didn't really have a big storyline in tonight's episode, but we'll get into him. Yeah. But I am I was glad to see uh Natalie back in the picture. I like her. I do too. I like them together. I think mm-hmm. she brings him out of his shell. Not that we really saw much of that tonight, but I like them together. You I like Natalie? Mm-hmm. Do you not? Do you like Natalie? I Lassie? do. I like Natalie. Okay. <laughs> Are you all, anti? All last season, we like our whole panel was against Natalie, only because not to like completely reiterate everything, but like she she's a troublemaker, and we don't think I I personally don't think she's really that good for Drew. But I mean, yes, like you said, he Drew is coming out of his shell, but I personally don't think that Natalie's a good person. Not a Drew. good influence. Yeah, not a good influence. We'll we'll get more into that later. <laughs> but Natalie's still in the in the picture, which. Good for Drew. Yeah, good, yeah. Good steady boyfriend, they, girlfriend they said I for love this one. Yeah, last, yeah, last episode, I think. Yeah, 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 they did that one. That quick moment and like there moment. was nothing else yep. <laughs> on, that, on that football that's field. The end of the yeah, that was it. And I even questioned. I was like, "Do you think he really loves Natalie?" I feel like it's maybe. Um, I can't think of the word lust. Lust could be. Um, mm-hmm. I think he only had Amy before. And now he's experiencing Natalie, and she's different. Kind of like the whole Julia, Joel, and Mr. Jeffrey situation. I think, I I think something he could. New. Yeah, just something, something spicy. New. Yeah, spicy. Uh, I get that. Anything else about this episode? A lot happened. 
A lot did happen. There was so, <laughs> so much happened. I mean, like, I, I love how Parenthood can cram so much into one episode, and you're like, whoa. Okay. I mean, even this episode with uh, Max coming up to Christina at the end, mm-hmm. you know, saying, not saying anything, but um, going into the school. I mean, even I got a little emotional. I think it's so sweet. Mm-hmm. It is sweet. Yeah. And I think Max is going to have a better year this year. hope so. I hope yeah. so. I think so. So let's get into some news, shall we? After Buzz TV News. Now, you said you had news? Yeah, I was just going to say that uh, Monica is going to be in Studio 4E tomorrow. Ah, so excellent. Monica tune in Potter. and watch her. Yes. Uh, on the E She's going to be on E News. Um, 7 and 7 11. And 11, yep. <laughs> Not 7 and 11 30. 7 and 11. Yes. So, <laughs> Think about that. September 26th. Yes. yes. <laughs> we got to oh, date this now. I never know the <laughs> dates anymore because my uh, iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, technology. What Gosh. has it done to us these days? <laughs> but uh, anything else? No. Oh, okay. I, I have a couple things. I mean, because Parenthood is back and we're so excited, Lauren Graham has been pr- promoting everywhere and she's made a lot of appearances this week. Mm-hmm. She went on The View and um, she also went on Ellen DeGeneres and Craig Ferguson, mm-hmm. which all really fun places. You should definitely check those inter- um, interviews out. They're all on YouTube and on the Internet and anywhere cyberspace exists. Um, I love every time she appears on television and, you know, talk shows like this. From when she went on The View, she talked about playing, you know, because Peter Cross, her brother on the show mm-hmm. is her real-time boyfriend, real-life boyfriend. I and, love that. Yeah, just talking about how they met back on Carolina and City, and that they get into really competitive board games, <laughs> which was really cute, and getting into, you I know, I think, wasn't that the first time, the first thing that he asked her to do, to kind of hang out? Like, do you want to play a game? Yeah, and I they actually a played game? a board game, yeah. which was really fun. Awesome, I love that. Yeah, and then um, she also talked about her book, um, someday, someday, maybe Lauren Graham's mm-hmm. book, and then how like Diane Keaton inspired her to start writing because Diane Keaton has two autobiographies, which are great. I read both of them. Go definitely buy those on Amazon or something. They're amazing. <laughs> and she, Lauren Graham, actually, you know, thanks Diane Keaton for giving that inspiration to just write. And because if you haven't read the book, is you know, it's it how Lauren Graham pretty much like inspired by Lauren Graham, her life story, like being that struggling, inspiring actress. So definitely go check that out. And then she also appeared on Ellen DeGeneres talking about her alma mater school, the Bernard uh, University that she went to. She, I believe she went to an alumni panel. And because her book, Someday, Someday, maybe was on their alumni list. And during that panel, that they gave her a button with her face on it from her like 1988 graduating photo, which is actually kind of cute. They oh, gave her oh. comment about that, and she gave it to Ellen, oh, which oh was pretty funny. Um, definitely check that out. That's hysterical. And then she made a quick appearance on Craig Ferguson. Every time she gets with Craig Ferguson, they are just goofy, and I love it. Um, they were just, you know. Really, just playing around, and Lauren just saying, "I love being on the show. This is probably the last time I'm going to be on a show because Craig Ferguson's show is going to end fairly soon, mm-hmm. like this year." And they were just talking about, "Hey, if we did funny sitcoms together, you know, after Parenthood ends, we could do a sitcom and be like a marriage married couple who are like funny detective comedy detectives and whatnot." And I mean, it was a really, really goofy, funny interview. Definitely check that out. 
And then also on TV Guide, Mae Whitman gears up for Parenthood and Emotional Farewell Season. So TV Guide interviewed Mae Whitman just talking about the whole season and being its last ones. And you mentioned the whole emotional crying scenes. Mae Whitman, uh, she mentioned that... Her status is one of the best criers on television, which I definitely yeah. <laughs> agree. But and but she says sometimes I get it neg- negatively, and people are like Amber cries too much. But Mae Whitman also says I'm not getting those scripts and going I'll cry in this scene and then cry in this scene. When you love someone as much as I love Lauren Graham, and she's looking at you with those baby blue eyes, and they start to swell up with tears, there's just no way around crying. Oh my god, that is so sweet. That's so touching. Uh, yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. And every mm-hmm. time, like, Lauren and Mae Whitman are just together, like, Magic who happens. knows yes. what happens. <laughs> so many emotions gets poured out. It's amazing. It's it's just a great interview. Definitely check it out on tvguide.com. She also talks about, you know, her friendship with Miles he- Heiser, who plays her, Drew. The, Drew, the brother. So definitely just check all those fun interviews out Everywhere on the internet. Um, <laughs> let's get into predictions, shall Ooh, we? Fun right. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. All right, Kelly, we'll start with you. All right. Um, I'm really anxious to find out the whole thing about this baby, about Amber. I think she's going to keep it. Okay. I think it's going to be a great addition to the family. I think she's already very a very emotional character, and I think it's going to... Only, I don't want to say get worse because that makes it sound bad, but I think it's just she's going to be a lot more emotional throughout the season. I'm really anxious to see more about uh, Drew and Natalie because, like we said earlier, I love them together. More crazy stories going mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And then as far as Zeke, um, I think that's going to be really sad. I think a lot of not-so-great things are going to happen. I think... I don't know if I would say that he has... Uh, Oh man, I I'm kind of hoping for uh, not hoping for a brain tumor, but just hoping that it's not cancerous mm-hmm. and it's not a big deal. I mean, they did say that he's going to have uh, you know, do you want to have surgery? I don't know what that means. I just hope it's not I don't think anyone wants to have surgery. Right. But no. they should have surgery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when seeing how he was in the hospital, I didn't even want any of those tests being done. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be anti every doctor visit ever. Oh yeah. So. That just goes with Zeke's character too. Absolutely, what I'm interested. I'm interested to see how the Zeke medical story plays out, just because I love him on the show so much. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I read online. I know there's a lot of talk about maybe someone's gonna pass away this season, and I'm just hoping it's no. not him. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh my goodness, you can't end the farewell season on a death. No, no, no. that'd be terrible. Although Parenthood would would have happened they, to do that, yeah, they would do that. Yeah, but maybe see if they do that, it might be see a Zeke, but then welcome the new baby. That might be the Alco's one. Yeah, in <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's just the universe and how it works. That's kind of sad. Um, <laughs> I'll end this on a more positive note. Uh, I think <laughs> this pregnancy. Yes, I think more people are going to find out about it. Mm-hmm. And the Braverman family is going to be there to support, uh, I was going to call it May, because not May Whitman, the person, um, Amber. And I also think Ryan's going to come back. Ooh. I hope he Do you does. Think it's his? I think it's Ryan's. Okay. Yeah. 
they're just the way that they ended the last mm-hmm. season. Who else has Amber been with? But didn't they say last season that he was moving back to Missouri or with Wyoming? His, yeah, with, with his, Wyoming with his mom. With his mom. But maybe because he needed that time to you know get his foot on the ground. But maybe mm-hmm. he's walking again and he mm-hmm. comes he back. Yeah, literally just comes back for. Amber. And then maybe he'll be in the family. He'll. It'll be a family thing with the baby. Yeah, because Zeke approves of Ryan. Yeah, and the whole family yeah. approves of Ryan. I mean, they were going to, you know, have a wedding mm-hmm. for this. I mean, and even Samber, uh, Samber, Sarah was on board for this wedding. So I think Ryan's going to come back. I, I hope think that was so. I hope so. And I think Zeke's condition is going to get worse because he is older. We're definitely going to touch upon his health condition. Mm-hmm. It's just going to deteriorate, and I. hope hope it doesn't end on a death but it's going to be positive something's going to turn around and also just a like a fun note i do have i'm planning on going to the parenthood set fairly soon oh, so, fun. yes i'm freaking out it's gonna oh be ecstatic so hopefully i'll have photos in the near future maybe not next week but in the episodes to in our actions i'll show some fun photos oh, from the parenthood so, great. Set. so look forward to that thank you everyone for listening where can everyone follow you on social media uh, you can follow me on instagram and twitter at kelly Kinez. And you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Lexi Hamasfar. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here at AfterBuzz on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those fun places at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you all for listening. Keep rating, keep downloading on iTunes. We are back. Season six is the farewell season. We're going to have a great after show and more after shows to come. Keep listening. Thank you all. Have a great night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 